All right, I'm still under the weather, but you know what? It's Nick Saban's birthday, and I'm not going to call in sick on Nick Saban's birthday. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson as me, Jimmy Stein as him. Yes, I don't sound this way all the time. Or no, I don't sound this way all the time. I'm just, uh, it's been a rough couple of days for your second favorite podcast host. Jimmy, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you're the first. I'm just saying. No, no, first. no. I, I assumed I wasn't. Uh, first of all, we should say. Josh Page, Josh Page should be number one. He should be. He's he's really mm-hmm. good. Uh, <laughs> so, look, and by the way, Josh Page's been on this program. He has. He's friend of the show. Friend of the yeah. show officially. Great he's coming to Tuscaloosa this weekend. I'm going to give him a shout out. There we go. Uh, yeah, so it is Nick Saban's birthday. Uh, happy birthday to the GOAT. And uh, it is very weird that Nick Saban, his birthday is on Halloween. If, yeah. you know, it, there's something I love about it. And if I were uh, not a fan of Alabama, I'd be like, oh, that's very fitting. But I'd mention I it all the time. Yeah, I'd mention it all the time. I'd mention it more if I was not a fan of Alabama. But I am a fan of Alabama. And here we are, Nick Saban's birthday. And I hope everyone's enjoying their day off from uh, school and work. I mean, as an Alabama fan, I kind of feel like his birthday should be Christmas, but that's just me. Um, anywho, Jimmy, let's talk about some of the key matchups coming up for this LSU game. I know you're going to be doing a crossover with Locked On LSU's Caroline Fenton, hopefully today. And uh, so that episode will air tomorrow, I believe. But And I know you will cover this, but you and I were talking a little bit about the, the key matchups just off air. And, uh, man, this is – look. Game day's coming to this game, and it's not like the best LSU-Alabama game that, that there's been, but this may be the most fun because the off- – well, I don't know. That 2019 game was fun even though we lost. So maybe this will be the most fun one that we win. Well, what's interesting is uh, the uh, the narrative of uh, strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness, meaning that, look, the best unit on the field is LSU's offense. They're number one in the nation. Uh, the second best unit on the field will be Alabama's defense. So that's a really good matchup, Alabama's defense versus LSU's offense. Now, LSU has struggled on defense, and Alabama has struggled on offense. So basically, when they're on the field, I'm going to call that, you know, the the struggle units, right, the matchup of the struggle units, and then there's the matchup of the elite units, because I think Alabama is elite defensively. Uh, They just take some quarters off here and there. But for the most part, this is an elite Alabama defense. It's certainly an elite LSU offense. And uh, I credit, you know, Jaden Daniels, you know, almost entirely with it. I, I, I realize they have a quality running back in Logan Diggs and super elite wideouts and Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas and a high quality uh, tight end, Mason Taylor. And I don't even like saying his name out loud because of what, what happened uh, in the game last year with LSU. And, of course, their offensive line is quality. I mean, it's quality. It's not dominant. It's not super elite, but it's it's good. It's it's good. And, uh, man, what a challenge for Alabama's defense. But I think Alabama's defense will be up to that challenge. I don't mean limiting LSU to 7, 10, 14, even 20 points. But I think they can limit LSU into the low to mid-20s. And I, I hope Alabama fans realize what a great, great effort that would be. I mean, if, if – you hold LSU to 24, even 25, 26 points. That's like 
the defense doing its job, keeping Alabama's offense in the game, where the defense fails, in my opinion, is somewhere around that 30-point mark. I know they average in the high 40s, but, boy, once LSU gets up to 30, I'm going to worry because not that I think LSU's defense is super great, but my, my concern is Alabama's offense, even against air, uh, scoring 35 would be an issue at times this year. So, uh, you know, what I'd tell the defense is don't, don't force the offense to score 35. Don't force that to happen. But offense, the challenge for you, score 35. Find a way, find a way to score 35 and don't make the defense, uh, ha- you know, pitch some heroic effort, uh, keeping them to 17 or lower, which is just heroic. Uh, so that's why I think it's it's kind of on Alabama's offense, right? I mean, I, I, I believe the defense will do that, and I think the question, Luke, is for the offense. Can you score 35 on Saturday? Because I see that as a magic number. I, I will be crushed, not just disappointed, but crushed if Alabama's defense gives up 35 in this game. Yeah, and, and certainly I could see it happening. Um, but we I think the most we've been up this year this year is to Texas at 34, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and you know, I think here's a couple of things similar. First of all, our offense helped LH, uh, Texas score those points. Some of those points were, were, was help from the offense. And secondly, I think we're just a better team. I, I think – I know this sounds like uh, blasphemy or, or something worse, but – Personally, I think if we played Texas this weekend, I would like Alabama's chances. Uh, now, I'm not, I wouldn't be guaranteeing or promising a win. I just think Alabama's better equipped to win that game in, uh, in week nine, uh, or well, I guess this is week 10 technically. I think Alabama's just better equipped to beat Texas in week 10 than they were in week two uh, with, with the quarterback situation. Milrose just a better player. player well, well I, assume you mean, I assume you mean even with Quinn Ewers. Because you know, yes, Bruce, yes, Bruce, yes, Bruce. yes. The same Texas team that we beat in week two with with Quinn Ewers. I, I would like Alabama's chances. I sort of look at this LSU game similarly, Luke, because uh, gosh, this is getting in the weeds a little bit. I'm not comparing uh, style of play or anything like that, but in terms of of what I've seen from teams all over the country this year, I would say two or three teams are like really elite to me, and then there's about six or eight teams that are all in a group. And I would include LSU and Texas in that group. To me, they're they're. I know LSU's got two losses. I know, but I, to me, they're in the same group of who's really good. I, I would call it really good. Uh, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Washington, uh, and maybe maybe Alabama. Let's see Saturday. Yeah, and that's another thing I was going to throw out there. You know, you talked about how um, Alabama helped Texas get some of those points, specifically that uh, really bad interception Milrow threw that set them up inside the 10. I don't remember exactly where, but um, that's one thing that we can't have happen. And I know that's (laughs) – nobody ever has to say in the game plan, we can't have uh, scooping scores or pick sixes against us. I mean, because that sort of goes without saying. But see, when you're as dynamic as LSU on offense – you can't just let their defense get points too. That that's I mean, you think about the Missouri game for LSU. LSU essentially won that game on a pick six. You know, if yep. if that pick six doesn't happen, I would say Missouri at least has a very good puncher's chance to go down there and score again because their defense has given up a lot. Now 
The other thing is people talk about how LSU's defense is sort of a ragtag bunch and, and certainly not uh, elite, but they've gotten better. And just like you said, Alabama's offense has gotten better. So I feel like uh, both of those units are better than we think. And I, clearly I think LSU's offense is elite and Alabama's defense is elite. So I think you're right. And when you factor in the Alabama home field advantage, which I'm, I can't go, but I'm imploring everybody to go and be raucous uh, because we're going to need it. Um, I really do think so. I am going to Kentucky the next week, so I am looking forward to that. But, um, Jimmy, when we come back, you know, I've got listed on here, Bama versus Heisman winners. I really meant to say Bama versus Heisman contenders. I don't know how to fix it. So I'm going to leave it like that. But I looked up because, you know, Jaden Daniels is a Heisman contender. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Alabama's performances against some key Heisman contenders in the past. But I also want to tell you about game time. Let me tell you what I'm about to do. I'm not, I'm not kidding. This is going to happen. You guys know that my son goes to Arizona State, and um, he wants to go to the World Series. And he's like, can I get a ticket? Now, I'm going to get him a ticket on the Game Time app. I've used Game Time to get my Miami Dolphins tickets to see uh, Miami play the Carolina Panthers. I've used Game Time to get my Alabama-Tennessee tickets. I love this app. It is absolutely awesome. Uh, all you got to do is go download the Game Time app, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, just create an account and redeem the code Locked On College L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. And it's so easy, it's so super, and the customer support was amazing. Um, really enjoyed it because I'm not the most tech savvy, and so I was doing something wrong, and they helped me out uh, when it come when it came to the Miami tickets. And, uh, man, it was just a, a wonderful experience. So I'm so proud that they are a sponsor because, uh, number one, I, I like pitching companies that I know I use. And, number two, they had a great price. Uh, they have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that stuff. You can view the seats uh, in the venue. You can easily find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Game Time app, use promo code Locked On College, Or you can go to Game Time, their website, gametime.com. Use promo code locked on college. You'll love this. All right, Jimmy. So <laughs> sorry, guys. I mean, let me tell y'all real quick. Like my daughter, who's in first grade, had a couple of girls spend the night, a couple of sisters, one in second grade, one in first grade. And the second grader got sick. And like, so I came in from the scoreboard show at 1:30 in the morning. My wife was up with the, the second grader who was so sick and throwing up all night. Then my daughter got sick. Um and I was, and so when my daughter started feeling better, I was like, "Whew, this is good." I mean, this is, you know, this is stupid medical journal, Luke, saying, "Oh, I guess it's just a little kid's disease. Not gonna happen to me." So I went and worked out. Literally, what they say in the medical journal. That is exactly. I mean, uh, I went Children's and worked out. Virus. I went and worked out, and I didn't eat lunch that for whatever Sunday for whatever reason I can't remember. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna go have fajitas. I hadn't had fajitas in a while. Then, of course, that stomach bug hit me like uh, Deontay Lawson. And um, I can just tell you right now, that was my favorite Mexican restaurant. I can no longer ever go there ever again because the memory of what happened to me is is uh, going to last forever. But Jimmy, we were talking about Alabama against uh, Heisman Trophy candidates. And um, I need, boy, you know, this is part of me being sick. I'm trying to find where I actually looked this up. But uh, Alabama's played a lot of these dudes I mean, really has. I was kind of shocked how many um, Alabama yep. has played, but, but it's been a lot. And um, so 
It's yeah, a scary conversation, really, because Alabama's launched some guys into that Heisman Trophy. I mean, Alabama's launched guys, right? I mean, Cam Newton, Cam, Johnny Cam, Manziel, the Cam back, Johnny Manziel. Now, Joe Burrow, to some extent, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would have won it anyway, I think. Yeah, but, he, right. But he, we certainly helped out. Now, in 2022, of course, Stetson Bennett was a finalist. He didn't win it, but he was a finalist, and we played him in 21. Actually, played him twice, and we were one and one against him. Um, we played, uh, let's see, Kyle Trask, 2020. We beat him. Um, obviously, that was the uh, the year that Devontae Smith won it. Uh, Joe Burrow in 2019, we talked about. We lost to him, obviously. Um, that was rough. Now, Justin Fields was also a finalist that year. And uh, even though he wasn't a Crushed. finalist in 2020, uh, we did beat him. Kyler yeah, Murray won it in 2018 for Oklahoma. We beat him. Um, Let's see. I'm looking through. Boy, I'll tell you a name that came up here, and I had totally forgotten this guy existed. We didn't play him. Bryce Love at Stanford. He was a hell of a running back. And right. it just, I mean, I forgot the man existed. I really did. <laughs> um, then let's see. Deshaun Watson, of course, was a finalist twice. Oh, uh, we beat him once, handful. lost to him once. Um, now, in 2014, it was Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon was gone when we played them in the first uh, the first game of 2015. So uh, we didn't get a shot at him. Then uh, let's see. Just I mean, I just think it's interesting to see how many of these guys Alabama's played. It's been a ton. We played Monta, Manti Teo uh, and his uh, non-existent. Speaking of things that don't exist, Manti Teo's girlfriend. And, it was not uh, Bryce Manny Love. Mandel. Not Bryce Love, Manti Teo's girlfriend. Yeah. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, Cam Newton, obviously we know how that turned out. No need to go into it. Uh, Colt McCoy, uh, Tim Tebow. Man, we've yeah, played, we got to remember we, we beat a lot of these guys. You got to remember we, we, we've beaten a lot of these guys too, and that's why the Jaden Daniels thing is a little scary, but it's not. it doesn't mean anything. We've beaten a lot of these contenders and winners over time. Uh, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't think – I mean, I, I'm – I'm Scott High on Jaden Daniels, even as an NFL prospect. And to me, when I hear uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't, I don't blow off the comparison. I, I, th- I think, I think it's fair. I like the Lamar Jackson comparison the most because to me, their style of play is similar. But I think Jane, this is how good I think he is. Before we got on the air, uh, and, and I was just perusing uh, the internet for sports briefly, I saw. Uh, some Atlanta Falcons website uh, it mocked their draft. This is this is who they think the Falcons are going to take in the first three rounds, and it just shows how I, I hate I hate even because it just shows how wish casting this obvious Falcons fan who wrote this. He says second round Jaden Daniels, and my first thought was he's not going to be there. First of all, he's not going to be there. I, I I don't think he's going to last in the second round. And then their third round pick was Brian Thomas. And I'm like, yeah, I would like him in the third round too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is Brian Thomas going to be a third round pick? I don't think so. I think he's going. So I, I think the dude was off by a whole round on both. I think Jaden will go in the first round. I do. And I think Brian Thomas is a second round pick. And he's their second best wide receiver because he's not as good as neighbors. So yeah, neighbors is, uh, neighbor, I've seen neighbors projected in the first round in every mock I've seen. Yeah, he, um, he's awesome. He, he's awesome. What a that, that man, those NFL scouts, they're they're gonna be they're gonna help reach the sellout. You know, it's a sellout crowd because of the NFL scouts. They want to see 
this Malik Neighbors Kool-Aid matchup. And if not that, then Terry on Arnold, uh, Malik Neighbors, and both will happen during the game. One quick point there, because it was brought up on the BOL board the other day uh, that, I, that I answered when someone said, hey, are we going to move around Kool-Aid to keep him on Neighbors? And I reminded the person, we don't do that. We, I mean, under Saban, we haven't. If we do it Saturday, it'll be a first. And, and, and don't never bet on a first-time event. Um, we don't move corners around to match up on certain receivers. As a matter of fact, Alabama is so nonchalant about it. We don't even have what many teams do is they have a field corner and a boundary corner based on the cornerback skill set that one corner always lines up on the field side. The other one lines up on the boundary side. Alabama doesn't do that. Alabama plays left and right. So Kool-Aid will be on the left side and Taron will be on the right side or vice versa uh, the entire 60 minutes. And it doesn't matter where LSU goes or lines up. That's just how they play it, left and right. Uh, they actually do their safety. Similar, Alabama doesn't use a strong safety and free safety concept. They just basically use left, right. But they they also do duties or, or you know, one guy's more likely to be in the box than the other. But 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 regardless of that, uh, Alabama plays left and right corner. So we'll see a Kool-Aid versus neighbors, and we'll see a Terrion versus neighbors. Interesting. And I'll tell you. I'm fine with it because, I mean, I think you could make the argument Terry and Arnold's been at least as good as Cooley this year. Yeah, I don't really distinct. I think they're different. They're sort of different, but they're – I think Terry on's like a smoother, almost like a basketball player. He's so athletic. Kool-Aid's physical. I mean, Kool-Aid – I think Kool-Aid's game is more built for the NFL, to be honest, because of how physical he is. Terry on – out athletes, the wide receiver he's covering many times. And in the SEC, just that very concept is nuts. <laughs> but I think he does. He's just a better athlete than that wide receiver nine out of ten times. Which is weird that you use that uh, description because Kool-Aid was going to play on the basketball team when he first got here, if you remember. So was Terry. So, yes. so was Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, both. But, but Kool-Aid's just, to me, he's just like, I think Kool-Aid, he might even be a really good nickel corner in the NFL, line him up a little more inside towards the scrum. I mean, he's just so good at, at mixing it up. And, and uh, gosh, I know those Tennessee fans, they wanted the interference call against Kool-Aid every time he covered somebody, but he just bodies up guys so good. The referees, I don't think they call flags on Kool-Aid because they're like, wow, that guy's good. <laughs> that doesn't help with the conspiracy theories. If the no, it doesn't. It doesn't. If the refs after the game were like, God, he's so good, y'all. He's so good. Really good he is. Uh, all right. Let it reminds me, me one about. of my favorite referee stories. It's an umpire story, but uh, it, it was uh, umpire, uh, this uh, batter, I think it was Boog Powell, who's a who's a great 60s home run hitter. So, you know, he's always, you know, he, he's hitting 40 home runs or more a year. Boog Powell, this big guy, and the uh, pitcher throws one, and the catcher thought was a strike, and the umpire called it a ball. and Catcher kind of turns around, looks at the umpire, doesn't say anything, throws the ball back. Pitcher throws another ball. <laughs> the catcher believes this. Now that's definitely a strike. And the catcher turned around and said, "Now that was definitely a strike." And the umpire said, "Mr. Powell will let you know it's a strike by hitting the ball over the wall." <laughs> and I'm like, "That I think that's how the umpires are calling Kool Aid." Uh, isn't that interference? <laughs> no, he is not interference. Kool Aid. It's not interference. That's Kool Aid. Uh, okay, I want to tell everybody about FanDuel, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Bama in the NFL because there were some spectacular and nostalgic performances. But uh, right now, new customers at FanDuel get $150 in bonus bets with any 
winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and even more. All you got to do is go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, which is the official partner of the NFL. Go check out FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Batman in the NFL, I'll start uh, with the game that happened last night, which was um, the Monday night football game. First of all, both starting running backs uh, built by Bammer. Uh, Jameer Gibbs just has a breakout performance. He, I think, is the most, the fifth most combined yardage from scrimmage by a running back in Detroit history, which seems wow. weird. Um it was something nutty like that. I figured that couldn't be right because of Barry Sanders, but they put it up on Sports Center, and maybe I misread it because I was having hallucinations. But it was it was awesome, and um, so yeah, he played his tail off. And I'll tell you, if watching Jameer Gibbs last night, and I know this isn't fair, and I know it's revisionist, but if you watched in that game last night and it didn't make you begin to really despise Bill O'Brien, I don't know what will. I know it's unfair. I know it is. I'm just saying that's how I felt. And I guess you've just stopped talking. I'm, I, 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 I don't know. I don't understand. You think we should have handed him the ball more? Or thrown him I think the ball we could more? have handed him the ball more. I think we could have done a lot more with him. And I'll tell you the other thing that I thought is, God, how much better would we be if Jameer Gibbs was on this team? Now, I like our running backs right now, but we don't have anybody that's as explosive as that. Last right. night, he showed us quickness that we only really got to see, I'm going to say, maybe against Arkansas last year. Now, he had some other nice runs. Texas A&M game last year, he had some nice runs. But, man, he was explosive last night. And what's crazy is he was explosive in the league that probably has the best best and most physical athletes in the world. Um, Then Josh Jacobs scored a touchdown. I have Jacobs on my fantasy team, so I was fired up about that. Uh, Tua gets a few touchdown passes, but one of them is to – Jalen Waddle, which is awesome. They continue to be in that game. Look, they got a game this Sunday in Germany between Kansas City and Miami, and it's like at 8.30 in the morning. So, I mean, what better way to wake up to some football? And how about Jalen Hurts, a touchdown pass to Devontae Smith, and to Julio, and to Julio Jones. Jones. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that it blows me away because uh, that, uh, that was one – that was definitely my favorite play of the weekend, Alabama-related, was Jalen Hurts. Julio Jones, just because you're talking about just uh, different ends of the spectrum of the Saban era, right? The recent uh, Jalen Hurts, the 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 ancient Julio Jones, uh, but Julio can still play, right? And uh, man, I would love for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl and get Julio Jones that Super Bowl ring because he deserves a Super Bowl ring to go along with his gold jacket he's got coming. There's no doubt. And if he were to get a Super Bowl, I mean, I think he retires and it's just like, okay, I'm done now. By the way, I think Jameer Gibbs said he's coming to the Alabama LSU game this weekend. I think Jameer Gibbs did. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent! He'll get a huge ovation when they uh, put him on the jumbotron, and that's great. And Jameer was a really good player at, at Alabama. I, I want instead of uh, launching Bill O'Brien in the sun, what I would like to do is play 2022 all over again with a completely healthy Bryce Young all season long. True, and I, I, I think that would be a massive, a massive difference. Um. 
I would uh, another thought I had was can you imagine if Julio Jones had played at at Alabama under Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive line, offensive coordinator? I oh, mean, that would be nice. That I mean, nice. look, Devonte Smith, <laughs> unbelievable. But I think Julio would have won the Heisman too because we would have gotten him the ball a lot more. You know, I think if Alabama last year had had – this is just my opinion, and I don't care that I'm the only person in the universe that feels this way, but I do. Uh, Bryce did not practice the week of the LSU game. He played his worst game of his career at Alabama in the LSU game, completed less than 50% of his passes for the first time or an only time in his career at Alabama through the interception on the very first drive, which I think was shoulder-related because he could have run that ball in and he didn't want to run because he didn't want to take a hit on the shoulder and instead he last second flipped a ball into the end zone that got picked off. And I think that ultimately decided the game. Uh, I think had Alabama finished with only the one loss and keep in mind, both losses were by one play, not one point, one play decided Tennessee and decided LSU. If Alabama wins one game or the other, they make the playoff and win the playoff and win the national championship. But, but don't they, have, they would have to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Yes, correct. And, and I think we could have two with a healthy Bryce. With a healthy Bryce. Yeah. Um, and, and Bryce was – I think Bryce was getting healthy at the very end. I mean, I, I, th- I think we were seeing a pretty healthy Bryce. Obviously, there was a healthy Bryce for Kansas State. That was as good as he looked. All That was that was the all-time Bryce to me at Alabama was his – a few throws he made in the Kansas State game. But, no, I, I believe that with a healthy shoulder, Alabama was the best team last year. I know that sounds like the biggest – Homer thing to say in the world, but but I actually believe that. I'll take a lie detector test. Uh, yeah, it's not a lie if you believe it. Uh, um, not, I believe it. But uh, that speaking of Bryce, he gets his first NFL win over, ironically, Will Anderson and D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans. Will Anderson got a sack on, uh, on oh, Bryce. Bryce. <laughs> so that was all that's pretty cool to see. I mean, it's just so much more fun to watch the NFL when we got Bammers running amok. I mean, There's it's really 70 is. of them running around out there, something like 70. It's, it's amazing. But, uh, okay, so, guys, we will be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Bama. Surely to God I will be over this by then. Right now I'm going to go pass out. And until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.